Hey, my name is Screw. <laughs> I don't like, I don't know why I'm so focused on not forgetting your name. I'm forgetting what I say when I start the show. <laughs> Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Recording again live here from Orlando, Florida, in another hallway. This, this is a really big hallway, though. So <laughs> it's, it's a massive, <laughs> massive hallway. I don't, think right. it's just, I don't know if you can call this a hallway. It's just a long room, maybe. <laughs> this, this. And today, I'm joined by Joel and Matt from HowToMoney.com. Can That's I go right. with it? That's right, yeah. <laughs> and you two have a really interesting show, and I think it's a real... T- real cool twist to it because not only are you talking about I think financial topics in an interesting way a down to earth way but you also feature craft beer in every episode so I have a friend he's a huge beer snob he's drinking like beer with corks in it and you know he, he thinks he knows everything but <laughs> <laughs> but it, to me it's like this is this can, I can give him your show as a way to get him into personal yeah, finance yeah rope him in man that's that, how you do it the beer gets him in and then the money's gonna <laughs> keep him there so that's right, yeah. So we get him in for the beer, and then he stays for the popcorn, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. They go together, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, but one of the things that you both of you are interested in and actually pursue is real estate investing. Uh, but I think you guys approach it from a very relatable way. You guys, you're just, you're two guys. You're not this big corporation, or you don't have like this. I mean, you may have. I don't know how many properties. <laughs> yet, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I don't want to downplay how, how well correctly. you're doing. But, <laughs> but you, I, the way you talk about topics is very approachable. And so for me, as a, uh, a complete, I guess, like novice when it comes to real estate investing, I'm going to take the place of the audience here because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening who don't who don't know much about real estate investing at all, other than what they see here and there. You see like the the really famous guy on TV selling like a webinar or something like that, but. Could you help me and help the listeners know how do we go from just being curious about real estate investing to making those first steps to actually, you know, moving towards that as a reality? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's right. Well, first, I'll go ahead and say that there's basically two types of real estate investing you can do, right? You can either buy and flip and sell uh, or sort of the, the purchase, the buy and hold method. And that's what we'll talk about. Like, I've, I've done a flip before, um, but primarily what Joel and I really, you know, find the most attractive are the buy and hold sort of deals. And that's what we do. Yeah. And I think it can seem intimidating. Uh, The real estate investing from the outside can seem super intimidating. If you're listening to a podcast or reading, uh, reading websites about real estate investing, there's all these guys with these huge success stories. And I own, you know, a thousand doors or I've got these apartment (laughs) complexes or 10 quadplexes, whatever it may be. And Matt and I were kind of mom and pop investors, really. You know, we've each got just just a handful of properties. Like, I think I've got five and Matt's got four. And so we're just, I I think we can help you how to go slow, how to figure it out, and and how to do it kind of within your neck of the woods and within your realm of, uh, within your sphere of competency, right? Like how you can do it. And and, and it's easier than people think. And so we want to help people understand that it's not as scary as it seems. You don't have to own a thousand properties. You can own just a few and it can set you up for the long term. It can help you as a major wealth driver in your life. So we're, we're all about uh, real estate investing where you live. Oh. Yeah, th- those guys that have the thousand doors, like you said, they're, they're always wearing a suit, you know, oh. like on the website too. Like it's like the real estate investor and that's like what you think of. And I think yeah. that's what a lot of people think of. And it, in addition to money being intimidated, man, how about real estate? Like oh, when, when you do sort of have that mental picture of it. You don't want to get involved in that. I mean, I don't want to do that. Like I see yeah. that guy and I say, that's that's not for me. And I love what Joel just said about kind of mom and pop, you know, like we're the guys here and uh, Joel's wearing a retro shirt, like a black black T-shirt here. Yeah. Uh, but and yeah. One main thing, like the, the way I started off, and I think it's really good way for a lot of people to consider starting off investing in real estate is to live in your first rental home. So the first mm. house that you buy, 
you live in it, you figure out what home ownership's all about. Because that's a huge yeah, part of it yeah. too, right? If you've been a renter your whole life, you haven't owned a home, there's there's a big learning curve to owning a home and fixing stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just call the landlord and get it fixed. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I lived in a house for two years that I bought. And then I decided, you know what? This is this The numbers work. This is going to be a good rental property for me. And I moved into another house. I lived in there for two years. Then I bought another house and rented that house out. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a really good way to get started. And there, there's a couple of reasons for that. First, you get to know what it looks like to be a homeowner. Yeah. And a la- being a landlord is, is similar, but amped up. <laughs> uh, and, and then the, the second thing is that the numbers just work out so much better um, when you uh, live in the house first, because you can get better terms. You can put 20% down and avoid PMI as opposed to, and get the best possible terms on a mortgage. But if you are investing as a landlord, you're going to pay higher interest rates and you need to put 25% down. So I would say All live right. in the house first. It's going to be easier to buy those houses. You're going to have better terms uh, for the long haul and you're just going to kind of get used to that house, you're going to know that house's basic quirks and stuff like that. It was super helpful for me to live in the house first. It's just an easier way to get started than trying to identify these other properties uh, to buy. So yeah, I think it's a good way to, to think about it. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. The fact, well, one, I had no idea that the rates were different or rules were different if you're going in as a landlord versus a, a, an owner. Yeah, typically, it's, it's a point higher. So if you're going in and looking at an investment property mortgage, instead of a, say 4.5% is mm-hmm. roughly where it is maybe right now, you're looking at 5.5%. Oh, so wow. you're looking at a full percentage point over the course of the entire loan anywhere from you know 15 to 30 years plus they want you to bring more to put down at, yeah a lot of times closing. exactly yeah I didn't know. and then also the point about when you're living there you get to know the, the quirks of the home because I, I can imagine this probably happens to a ton of people they go out and buy a home and they immediately just rent it out and they have no idea what maybe some of the problems that were kind of hidden that right. they didn't catch in an yep. inspection or things like that and now all of a sudden you're going to get a call from whoever's in there now about this issue that just pops up out of nowhere so completely I, yeah, and sort of uh, our so our second point then sort of tied with that is just owning a home in general first, right? So mm-hmm. not just that specific home and learning the personality of the home, but just the general process of owning a house. We were actually talking to someone uh, yesterday, and she was interested in kind of getting into real estate. She lives in Brooklyn and was talking about how she wouldn't necessarily ever purchase something there in the city, but mm-hmm. is maybe looking outside of the city somewhere. But she's never owned a house. She's never owned a property herself. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge, personally, I see there being a huge downside to that because you don't know if it's, if it's for you. You don't know if it's yeah. cut out. You don't know if you're cut out for exactly. that, right? Certainly, there's always management. You can get a property manager, but you know, a lot of times property managers will, will take first month's rent. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, they'll take 10% of uh, the collected rent uh, every month. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, when, when you're looking at your margins, that's going to take a pretty big bite out of your, uh, out of your profits. So, yeah. Yeah. so knowing that, knowing if you're, you're cut out to be a landlord, that's something that you learn through the process of ho- even owning a home to begin with. Mm. So. And you're right. I mean, because I guess for some places, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not a real estate investor. So I ask you guys this, but I'm thinking like, could 10% be like the difference between making a profit or, you know, not making a profit on these rental homes? Certainly. I, I know how close your margins are in some of your cases. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. No I doubt. mean, the margins are, are, are getting smaller. Uh, the deals are still out there, right? The deals are always out there. There's a deal in every market. And I think that's, that's a common uh, question that we get right now is, well, what, oh man, the real estate market's really hot and uh, you know the competition is stiff, but so should I be waiting mm-hmm. to buy a house? And that's, uh, that's a great question. I would say, you know, obviously, it was like shooting fish in a barrel six, seven years ago, right? right. <laughs> uh, a, a deal on every corner and they're harder to find now, yeah. but there's still deals out there and you should be looking because there's a deal to be had in every market. And if you're willing to, to pound the pavement uh, and, and uh, you know, search the MLS every day and be and, and just and uh, look for off-market deals there's a lot of ways uh, to find a good deal and and one other big point for me and Matt uh, there are a lot of people that invest in real estate across the country right that like I live in Georgia but but you know maybe I'd buy a house in Texas or something like that yeah. but for Matt and I being kind of the mom-and-pop landlord mentality uh, we invest 
in incredibly specific location. We're really looking at a handful of neighborhoods that are you know within biking distance essentially of where we live. And so for us, that's important because we want to invest where we where we live, uh, the the city that we care about, in neighborhoods that we can specifically see the infrastructure that's changing, you know, the the trajectory of the neighborhood, and also it makes it easier to do the maintenance on it ourselves, to you know mow the lawn, to kind of keep the value of that house up. Sometimes um, if you get a property manager, the property manager is never going to be as invested in that property as you are. That's Plus true. they're taking a cut. So they're taking a cut. The uh, rents might not be as big as they would be if you're self-managing. And also the, the property value might not be maintained as well as if you're self-managing too. So you have a higher stake in that property. Just because you hire a property manager does not mean that you can essentially say that they're going to take care of it. You still have to be actively involved. If you're going to get into real estate investing, I, I think it's really important uh, for the overall value of your house, for continued high rents, to attract uh, good tenants. You need to be involved in making sure that house still continues to look good. You know, Every year. And just the process, Joel, you know, right? Like, just like you're saying, of learning that yourself, it's good to know and have a foundation of knowledge of the real estate and of the property, uh, even before you start delegating that off, right? And so when you are able to learn that yourself, then you are able to then make informed decisions when it comes to management, if you do want to eventually say, invest across the country or, or something like that. You, you then at least know the right questions to ask your potential property manager mm. to make sure exactly. they're going to do the job right. well like you would want them to do it. Then you know the questions to ask in that interview to make sure you're hiring someone that's going to take care of your property well. Yeah, It's kind of like taking your car to a mechanic and you don't know any of the terms and they can just say anything. So You know, your hydro flask is, uh, is, <laughs> is a little dented <laughs> up. We may have to replace that. <laughs> you're like, okay, how much does that cost? And, and you have no idea completely. Exactly. You can easily get suckered or pay somebody to do a job that's not going to do a very good job. And, and yep. you need to kind of learn some of those things on your own. I always tell people, you don't have to be incredibly handy, mm. but you do have to know how to paint and you do have to know, you have to do want to get in there and want to learn something. So Matt and I, you know, YouTube's like the best place to learn how to do mm. some stuff on your own. You know it, man. Yeah. We love it. Oh, <laughs> gosh. You can learn anything on YouTube, you right? Really can. Yeah. You have to be willing to like put in a little bit of work, a little bit of elbow grease. You know, the people that want to be landlords, but, uh, but essentially just want to be putting 25 putting that money down buying the house and then having someone else take care of the whole thing and not be invested mm -hmm. in it at all I would say you're better off investing in the in the stock market better off investing in other places than in real estate and then I think our last point that we want to bring up is don't be afraid just to go for it you know you can study all you want you can read all the case studies you can know all the numbers but you're never gonna learn nearly as much as you're gonna learn just from doing it oh, and okay. uh, and hopefully if someone's investing in real estate they're in a position uh, they're coming at it from a point of financial strength hmm. and it's not gonna be something that's gonna to, to break them if it were not to be the best deal in the world right hmm. however the amount of knowledge it's, there's a wealth of knowledge to be to be had just by managing a property and just going through that entire process. At some point, you have to make the move, and you're going to learn so much yeah. just by doing it. That's right. And it's like the first one, man, I was shaking in my boots, like the, the, at the closing table. <laughs> Second one, I was like, I hope this one works out as well as, as that one. And then the, you know, by the time you're you're closing on your fourth, it's old hat. You're like, when can I do the next one? Can I can I can I close on another one next month? So it just it kind of follows that pattern. It just gets easier and easier. That's right. Hey, wait, I appreciate your time, both of you. This has been great. I, I've learned a lot. I'm, I'm really just sitting here just like, oh, this sounds pretty good. Maybe I can do it. <laughs> give this a try. So, you know. Check it out, Chris, man. You can do it. I know you can. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so for everyone who's listening who wants to know more, because I mean, you guys are just, you gave a lot of great information, but I'm sure you're just scratching the surface. I'm sure there's much more information you guys can provide and, and be a resource. So uh, what's going on at How to Money that people can, can, I guess, reach out to you and get more info? Yeah, so we've got, yeah, we've got the articles uh, for people at howtomoney.com, but man, our favorite thing is the podcast. And yeah, we've got check out the podcast, How to Money. Completely, we've got, yeah, they can find it on whatever app they're listening to, 
Popcorn Finance on. And yeah, we've got a bunch of podcasts about all sorts of things, personal uh, finance related, but in specific, we love talking about real estate investing. So we've got a, definitely a bunch of episodes about that. And if you're kind of wanting to, to prime the pump and get your knowledge up when it comes to real estate investing, we've got some great episodes for you. That's right. Joel, Matt, hey, I really appreciate you guys taking some time, especially at the conference floor. I know there's a lot going on. I think it's a keynote about to start up. So enjoy the rest of the conference. And yeah, I'll definitely be uh, catching up with you guys soon I, when I have some more <laughs> real estate questions for you. Yeah, yes, sounds great, have. man. Cheers. Until next time. All right. Take care. Thanks for having us, Chris. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.